Welcome to the After the Run podcast, a community for those who want to lose the weight, feel great, and run hard. I'm your host, Tyler Christensen, just an ordinary dude that got really fat but finally decided to do something about it. Now I bring you a new episode each week with tips on how you can make small changes in your life that lead to huge changes in how you feel and act. I'm here to challenge you to take action now. Let's get started. Here's After the Run. Alright, hey, so it's Tyler from Reviews of Cool Stuff, and I have a really special uh, podcast episode for you today. Uh, gotta apologize, it's been a while since I posted one. Things have been crazy as school started. I've just been so busy with my students and getting things set up, and then with my side projects, a few things have really taken off, and I'm applying to be a TED speaker and looking at uh, professional speaking. And I've just been busy with stuff, and so I apologize. You know, I still have a bunch of episodes from the archives that I just need to sit down and and put them out. Out, and you know, I'm gonna hopefully I can do that soon. But I do have an episode for you today, and it's about running and preparing for ultra marathons. Um, you know, this has been a really good year for me. After I lost my weight, you know, I lost over 100 pounds. And so this summer, as I had more time, instead of focusing on losing weight, now this year I'm focusing on becoming an athlete. And so I'm looking at taking my running to the next level and, you know, I got a fancy watch that will do my heart rate so I can do a heart rate monitoring and I've invested in uh, more shoes and, and stuff like that. I got a cool vest with a, you know, one of those water things. and. You know, I've just taken running a little more seriously this year. And over the summer, I put in like 500 miles over the summer. In July alone, I did 225. So I was having 40, 50, 60 mile weeks and just, you know, hitting it hard. And it was great because a, a lot of time I just kept my normal schedule during the summer. So I was still waking up 4, 4.30. I could head out on these runs and be home before the kids woke up and, and get busy with my... Um, various side businesses and get some writing done I'm about ready to publish my book on transformation which I'm so excited it's unlocking the power of transformation it's just it's you know it's been a labor of love and I'm excited to get that out there I think it can have a lot of people so I've been busy but I put in the miles and early in the summer I decided I'm going to try to do an ultra the, the longest run they'd ever done I've done like seven marathons and I did 150K, so that's like 32 miles. And the 50K was a great experience, but it was so hard. It took me nine hours, which is insane, to do the 32 miles, you know, thinking it's just a few miles more than a marathon, and I can do marathons in four or five hours. Um, it was just insanely difficult, but such a great experience. So I decided I want to see what I am capable of, you know, and I still like to lose weight, get, gain muscle. And it was crazy, over the summer I actually gained like 15 pounds, but I gained a lot of muscle too, and it was just great to be lifting, uh, taking that more seriously, and uh, trying to different, do different things, riding the bike, and, and but really kicking up those mileage uh, on running was awesome. So I set this goal to do a marathon, and this, mar- this ultra marathon was a little different, so it was... In fact, it's insane, and that's part of the reason I did it. I was like, man, this is like the craziest thing I've ever heard of, and if I could do it, 
you know, just to prove to myself that I've kind of gone to the next level with my athletics. So I wanted to train for it. So this marathon that I just did, what happens is you start at 7 p.m. So you start running, you watch the sun go down, you run all night, and you see the sun come up, and then you keep running all day. It's a 24-hour marathon, and so you could potentially run over 100 miles. But the deal is, you run this six-mile loop, and you have to do it in 90 minutes. And once you finish, then you just wait for everyone else to finish, wait for that 90 minutes, so you can ice up, and you can stretch your legs, you can eat some pizza, they had a bunch of snacks there. And so, you know, as fast as you run that six-mile loop, you know, if you're gonna run it in an hour, then you have a half hour to rest, you can take a power nap. Um, but of course, me, I'm still a slow runner, and so, I, you know, I was finishing with five, 10, max like 15 maybe 20 minutes to rest but certainly towards the end just hardly any time and so my goal was to run farther than I've ever run before so to go further than 32 uh, but then I thought man it'd be incredible to hit 50 miles and I'd been training and I thought you know with all the mileage I put in and the speed work and the things that have made me stronger and I'm running smarter now I think I, I just thought, man, 50 miles would be killer. And then, if you're going to do 50 miles, it's not that much more to do a double marathon, which is 52.4. And so I thought, okay, well, maybe that. And then I thought, man, it's not that much more to do another 10 miles and do 100K. And so that was like my ultimate stretch dream goal was maybe I could do 100K. But then I had a, a problem. Is So my nephew's getting married. And he's like five hours away, six hours away, and we have to get there by, now it's tonight, so I'm done with the race, it's Saturday, so we started Friday night, it's Saturday mid-morning, and I have to get home, pack my stuff, and then we're driving for five, four or five hours, so my wife will drive, I'll sleep in the car, um, which will be weird, because usually I'm, I'm the driver on stuff like that, but we'll see, maybe I'll feel good, and I still have crazy adrenaline. Uh, but part of the reason I'm recording this podcast is I just don't, don't want to fall asleep. It's an hour to get home. And, man, I don't want to fall asleep at the wheel and die. So that's part of the reason I thought if I'm talking in a podcast, it's going to keep me awake. So anyhow, six-mile loops. You just do it, then you wait, and then you do the next one. And after each loop, you get a special pin that says how many laps you've done. And when you hit certain milestones, like 50K and stuff like that, they give you special buttons. And then I found out this cool thing, if you're the last one to finish in that heat, you get a little turtle pin. And I actually earned a bunch of those. So that was, you know, it was a little, oh, excuse me, embarrassing to be last. But then, now here's the cool thing. We started with like, you know, 50 to 100 people. People drop out in the middle. So by like the fourth lap, we're looking at less than 50 people. And then each lap we'd lose like, five or six and so what I found was there were a bunch of people who ran it last year and are serious ultra runners and they were kind of in this lead pack which was fast they were way ahead of me and then they'd go rest and do stuff and then there was the people like me that were trying to do these stretch goals run further than they'd ever run before hadn't done ultras and in that group you know it was like really these two distinct groups I was totally the lead. Like, I lasted longer than that whole second group. So, after 
uh, excuse me, have the hiccups. After each lap, we'd lose more and more people. Couldn't make it in the time limit or cramped up or whatever. And so, um, excuse me, we, it was just really cool for me because I made it, I think I was the 14th. So by the time I finished, there were 13 or 14 left that were ahead of me. And they, they, they were in this elite group. I think some of them are, I think a lot of them are going to get 70, 80 miles. And I really think even though it gets to 100 degrees during the day here, so it's killer to run, and we're at high elevation, we're like over 5,000 feet. I really think that this year, no one finished it last year, the, the winner went like 80 miles. But I think this year we're going to have people get to that last lap uh, to get to 102 miles. And then in the last lap, if there's multiple people that do it, it's whoever wins that lap. And in all the other laps, it doesn't matter how fast you go, you just have to get into the time. Um, in the 90 minutes but that last lap whoever races so I'm excited to get home and see, see what they post and see what they won because I met a lot of these elite runners I mean how ultras everyone's so nice like in the first okay I have to tell you my highlight not just of this race but man of like this month this year was my son I when I decided to register for this it said you could have two other entries for kids if they wanted to try it and they could ride bikes or rollerblades or they could run and so I asked my kids hey would you like to run this first lap with me and none of my kids are athletic it's crazy because I love sports and none of my kids do and but my oldest son he um, said I'll do it with you dad and I was just so touched because him saying that he'd do it with me he hates to run um, I've gone running with him a few times over the years but he hates to run, and which is fine. You know, he doesn't have to be a runner. But um, so I knew that when he said he'd do it, he was doing it just for me because he loves me. And I, oh, gee, I'm tearing up. It was so sweet, you know, because he trained with me. We went on the last few Saturdays for runs, and he trained, and he took it seriously. And he's never run six miles before, and so he was so nervous, and it was late at night, and he just he was nervous all about it and he, he kept saying dad I'm not going to make it I'm going to slow you down and then you're not going to finish the lap but you know I just encouraged him and then that first loop we went uh, we had one of the top runners that just crushed it last year he was like second or third place and he didn't need to go first they were conserving their energy on those first few um, laps and so he totally hung back. His name is Roberto, and he was just the coolest guy, and he just hung out with me and my son, and we chatted for, you know, the hour and 20 minutes, the hour and 15 minutes, and he gave us all these pointers about the course and let us know what was coming up, and just, and then we just chatted and hung out, and my son loved it. He was just there, and he loves to talk to people. I think he gets that from me. And it was just so fun to be kind of coached along by this awesome runner and to have my son get that experience and get pointers. It was just incredible. And then my son, of course, talked to me and we had these great conversations over that time. And he hung in there and sometimes he'd have to walk, which is fine. And ultras, even the fastest runners walk sometimes. Um, but he did it. He cranked it out. We had like 15 minutes left. It was actually one of my fastest laps. And it was just such an honor to have my son run with me because he loves me, you know. And so that was the coolest part of the race. Um, but then 
in, in ultras, in, in any long distance race, I'm sure you've seen this, people are just so nice. You know, a lot of people run those races because they want to meet people. They want to, like we had people, one guy flew over from Britain, we had a few East Coasters, and it's just a small race. It was the second year. Um, but it was so cool to meet these people, and I met a lot of the elite runners, and it was so fun. And after like two or three laps, I, I met this guy, um, Chris. Gee, I'm blanking because I haven't. I've been up for like 40 hours. Um, but so I met Chris, and he ended up running like three or four laps with me. It was incredible, and just the nicest guy flew over from the east coast he's trying to do a marathon in each state and it was just such a pleasure to chat with him and, and learn about him and uh it was just so fun for me and you know i love that part of the running just being able to meet new people and it, it was just really incredible so that was the race and i might think of other things about the race but let me tell you what i did uh to prepare for the race and you know, I'm no expert on ultras, but the race went perfect for me. Oh, did I tell you what I did? So I was shooting for, um, you know, the stretch goal of 62, uh, but realistically I was looking at, you know, at least more than 32, go for 50 or 52.4, and I made it. I made it to 52.4, a double marathon, 20 miles longer than I've ever run before. It was just incredible, and I felt good. The last few laps, my body still felt good, but it just didn't have the energy. So I'm slowing down, and I'm going close to, like, I slowed down to, like, a 14, 14.30 pace, like, consistently. So when I got done, like, I only had, like, a minute or two to rest before we started the next lap, which was still awesome. You know, I'd hurry, go dip my feet in ice. Um, if you've listened to the show before, you know, I have major foot problems, and I was so nervous about that. Uh, in fact... My students at school, they're so sweet. I had a few that stayed after class and um, to, or yesterday. And they're like, Mr. C, we know your feet are, have issues. We're going to pray for you tonight. And it was, you know, I, gee, I'm tearing up again. It was just so cool to have so much support for this race. People knew that it was important to me. And I just had so many people to encourage me before and, and cheer me on and um, it, it was just a, a pleasure. But So here's what I did to plan and prepare for my race. I set the goal first, and that might be the most important thing. You're not going to run an ultra unless you register for it. Get it on the calendar. Give yourself adequate time to train. And when I did that in the like late spring, early summer, you know, I'm committed. I paid the money. I'm set to go. And, you know, it's marked on the calendar. I started telling people about it so I couldn't back out because I was like, I'm going to try to, you know, run the longest I've ever run before. I told people who wouldn't forget about that, like my students, and so they were going to hold me accountable, you know, told my family, my wife. And that might be the most important thing is just getting it registered and getting it on paper. And then you can make a plan, you know. And, and my plan was build up my base miles, um, get stronger over the summer and so do some speed workouts do some lifting and and then you know try to take care of your feet I this year with my feet it's been incredible I hit the deductible which was like ten thousand dollars so I've spent over ten thousand dollars out of pocket this year for for hospital bills it wasn't all for me my daughter that has asthma was hospitalized and so we've had other issues too but 
But once we hit that deductible, it meant, you know, all these doctor visits now, go do as many as you can because you're just going to pay a copay or, you know, a minimal amount. And so over the summer and even into the fall, I saw a ton of doctors. I, you know, I got an EMR, which is like a nerve test um, to see if I had peripheral neuropathy and it came back okay. I did several different blood work tests. They had me test my blood for everything and nothing was messed up with my blood. I mean, I looked healthy. I love that part about going to the doctors. They take your, you know, cholesterol and your heart rate and stuff. And for the last 20 years, every time I've done it, it's been like, you need to lose weight. You need to, you know, quit eating so much, um, certain kinds of greasy foods and stuff. And for the last year, like I go to the doctors and they're like, you're amazingly healthy. Like it, you're just doing great. Whatever you're doing, keep it up. And I love that about going to the doctors. But I, but so that was one of the things I did to train for the race. I went to as many doctors as I could. Um, I was so excited. I started going to a physical therapist. And we didn't figure out what was wrong with my feet, but tried a lot of different things. And it gave me hope, and we talked about it. And it was really the first person. Uh, his name's Tyler. And he just listened to me, thought about it. It was obvious when I came back for my visits that he had spent time thinking about my problem. He actually wanted to help me get better. It wasn't about, okay, come to my office so I can bill you 250 bucks, give you a boot for 300 bucks. I still can't believe I had a doctor do that. He had me come back and talk to me literally for like 30 seconds, did it a couple times like that, put on a boot, which was ridiculous because my foot wasn't broken or anything. He hadn't even figured that out. And I ended up playing like 500 bucks to this doctor, like out of pocket on top of the insurance. And I, oh, I just hate that about the medical profession, that they just, so many doctors are more interested in just having you come back, come back. They don't want to solve the problem because then you leave and they don't get your money anymore. But my physical therapist, Tyler, he wanted to help me. And we tried different things. And he said, okay, look, go back to this other foot doctor that I kind of liked. So I had been to a bunch of foot doctors. He said, go back to him. And we've tried everything. So we just want you to be comfortable for your race. So see if you get some cortisol shots in your feet because that should, you know, help relief pain it's like putting uh something like ibuprofen into your foot but it's like permanent and so i was excited you know he called the doctor i called the doctor we set up an appointment um a week before the race and i thought that would be perfect i can get used to it i was also really nervous because you know i've never done anything like that and i hate needles but um so we set that up and i go and i met with the doctor and he says no you don't need cortisol shots it won't do you any good and we, he talked to me about everything else that we'd rule out as issues, like everything, you know. I'm not diabetic. I don't have nerve damage on my nerves work fine. So my foot's not broken or sprained or anything like that. And he, and he asked me, you know, he says, look, you look like you're a toe walker. And I am. And so we talked about that. And he says, your calves are enormous. They're like huge. They're twice the size of normal people's. And especially as a runner, you know, lots of distance runners have these toothpick calves and then these huge quads. No, my, my legs are enormous. I look like I'm Polynesian or something. And he said, you have a mechanical issue. Uh, most likely, you know, we've ruled out everything else. I, I really think it's mechanical. And by walking on your toes, you're more sensitive. And part of the pain is because you have a ligament in the back of your leg from your calf down to your foot, you know, on the ankle. And it's stretched crazy because you're on your toes and it's messing things up. And, you know, we could 
do surgery and extend that, um, but it, it wouldn't really do anything because you're still going to walk the same way. You've worked this way for 40 years. Um, and so he said, there's just nothing we can do about it. You're just going to have pain for the rest of your life, which, of course, I didn't like hearing that, and I'm going to keep going to doctors. I've got time this year um, and see what else it could possibly be. He said it might be compartment syndrome. In your calves, you have different, like three different compartments, and there could be an issue with that, that it's, you know, squeezing the nerves, which actually kind of makes sense, but unfortunately, if you want to get rid of that, they have to do a major surgery, open up your legs, mess things up. Um, it can alter the way that you exercise and things. And so that's kind of a scary procedure. I, I'm not interested in that. But, you know, we talked about a few things, and it was nice. Again, somebody actually took an interest in me and was willing to talk through some issues. It was great. But I was so depressed because I was excited about running this race with no pain. <laughs> and, nope, he's like, yeah, sorry. He just and, and he actually said, you know, if it keeps up, it might just be you're putting too much pressure on it, you're running too much, and it might be something that you weigh scale back or even quit doing, you know, maybe pick up biking or swimming, and I've thought of that too, you know, running's not my life, but I love doing it, I love being out in the country, I love being able to listen to my books on tape and podcasts, and and so kind of depressing, but as far as training for the race, this is all relevant because that was a major thing I did. You know, I spent, I went to like 10 plus doctor visits to figure out what's wrong with my foot. And unfortunately, it didn't make a huge difference. But here's the amazing thing. As I ran today, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was these students that were praying for me. My foot, like I barely felt it tingling. And there were, this has never happened. Usually after I run six or seven miles, it starts like just pins and are shooting up through my feet. And it get, hurts worse and worse. And I like yell at the cows and the sheep. And I just, it's so painful to run long distance. And it has been for a couple of years. But today, for the first time, I would have kind of those pinpricks and then the needle sensation. And then it went away. Like it honestly went away. Like for hour, well, not like an hour at a time. There were, it would go away. And then for like an hour, which was insane. That's never happened to me before where it just went away. And then it would come back a little later. And then it would go away. And there there might be a number of things that helps with this. And I, this is relevant to you. So even if you don't have foot pain, um, this was something that was recommended to me. And I think it made a difference. They said bring several pairs of shoes and rotate every few laps. Like if you run 12 or 18 miles in one pair of shoes... Uh, switch to another pair for a little bit and I did that today I wore my my favorite shoes are these Mizono Wave Inspires I love these shoes I've bought like in my life I've bought probably 20-30 pairs I love them because they're for wide feet people they've got a little extra support um, so I just love these shoes but um, so I, I would wear those for like three laps for 18 miles and then I'd get my Ultra no drop shoes and I'd wear those for just one lap and those, for me, aren't nearly as uncomfortable, but they kind of force me to put my heel down more. And, you know, that might be part of my mechanical problems. And so um, I did that. And so I would I only wore my Altos twice in the 52 miles. Um, but that might have had something to do with why the pain went away. It was simply taking short breaks and, you know, putting 
on do, different socks and different shoes and, and having that happen um, I don't know that could be part of it um, the other things that I did during the run to kind of accommodate my feet and stuff is I, I had no shame if I was getting tired or things were hurting bad I'd walk and it was no big deal because you just had to make it within that 90 minutes and so I did actually quite a bit of walking and that's why, why my paces were a little slow um, but I really think it helped me conserve my energy when we got to like lap 5 or 6 and I'm running with Chris and we were going a little slow but it was amazing I felt like I conquered the world I'm like 35 miles in or maybe even 40 I don't remember but um, like my whole body felt amazing like I, I didn't even feel tired I felt like if I wanted to I could speed up and do 10 minute miles it was incredible and you know it's kind of like a runner's high I guess uh, but I didn't have like that total runner's high where everything like you just zip through things and, and it's so easy so I don't know what it was but certainly being able to switch your shoes uh, take little breaks and not being afraid to walk I think those things help now what did I do in my training to prepare the biggest thing was upping my mileage like I, I really think that was a, a big deal because while eventually my legs didn't have anything left in them they had a lot more than most people and I think it's because I put in the time I did the miles over the summer and that was a win you know it, it made it so I could run and, and my legs weren't so tired and so I loved that part of it are the things I did to train um, and this is, might seem weird but I totally upped my water intake I wanted my body to have just I want to get my percentage of body water up to 60 percent it's at like 56 right now so I just read like crazy I'm running reading more than 200 ounces of water a day I said reading see I'm tired because I did an all-nighter <laughs> but I was drinking over 200 ounces of water a day and I really think that helped it helps with my body it helps you know just over the race I, you know, I didn't feel like I got as thirsty, but I, I have this new uh, vest that had a water thing in it, so I was drinking out of that, uh, and it was crazy, because those things seemed to work, you know, just being able to drink more and, and prepare that way, so that was really cool. Um, other things that I did kind of to train uh, this last week, and I don't know if this is a good idea or a bad idea, but I thought, you know, I do need to fatten up a little bit for this, and so... I, a lot of my normal food rules kind of went out the window. I had chocolate yesterday, like several little mini candy bars, uh, and I've had sweets for the last few days, and, you know, pizza and stuff like that, which I eat normally anyways, but I eat more than I normally do. And so there were just a bunch of things that, you know, a lot of them were just how I was taking care of my body, making sure I was running, even go for long walks with my wife pretty consistently, uh, and I think that helped. You know, and and then finally, I think visualization. I spent so much time over the last four or five months just thinking, how would I feel uh, if I complete this, you know, goal of mine, and how might that affect things for me? Like, is it going to help me to get to the next level as an athlete, or what's going to happen? And so I visualized just running the race and having success and and knowing I could do it. And that didn't take away the jitters. Like, I was scared to death before this race. I, you know, I had all the doubts and fears. What if you can't even do one lap? And, 
you know, what if you cramp up or, or things, but those things didn't happen um, because I took care of my body and, and, and quite frankly, I probably just got lucky because there were a lot of other athletes that had problems, they were cramping and seizing up and, you know, they put in more time running than me, so sometimes that stuff just happens. Well, so that was my ultra. I, you know, I don't know how much of this information was helpful for you, but I was just so excited uh, to share, let you know how it went. You know, if you're thinking of doing an ultra, I, I highly recommend it, and I don't plan on doing a ton in my life, but it's a good experience to do something really hard and, and to try, and you're going to meet friends, and uh, you know, things will happen. Uh, <laughs> It, it was crazy at the end the guy that picked me up so when I hit 52.4 I'm like I'm done I'm not even walking to the finish line so I had a guy with a golf cart that was you know one of the um, people organizing the, the race and he came and picked me up in the golf cart and we got chatting and I told him yeah this is way farther than I've ever gone before and I lost a ton of weight and stuff and his wife's a magazine writer and he already texted her and told her a little about me and He's like, we totally want to write something on you. Can you leave me your contact information? And we, we want to put this in a health and fitness magazine. And so, I mean, there's so much cool stuff that can happen if you do hard things. If you're willing to put yourself out there, you know, great things happen. And I've certainly seen that over the last several months. That I'm just getting really cool opportunities because I did really hard things, things I never thought I could do. You know. My goal wasn't to lose 100 pounds, it was to lose 40 pounds, but I cranked on it and, and did it, and even today, you know, my goal was to run more than 32 miles, and I did 20 miles more than that, which is a huge reach. I mean, it's almost double what the best I've ever done, so just so excited about it, and I hope this was somewhat helpful for you if you're considering doing an ultra, um, it had some good information, you know, it, they're just great, so... Have a great day. Oh, I, I also have to tell you, you know, this is one thing with the Crazy Ultra. It was all night long. And honestly, my whole life, I've never pulled an all-nighter. And so that was something crazy for me. I, I'm almost home. So I've been talking this whole time. Almost home. Uh, it didn't crash on the road. But I just can't believe that I pulled an all-nighter. And, you know, so I've been up since 5 o'clock maybe 4.30 yesterday to go to work and now it's 10.30 so I've been up 24 uh, like almost 30 hours now and I sure, I'm sure it's going to catch up to me but how cool to pull it out later like even as a teenager I don't, I've never went the whole night so this is insane to have gone so you know crazy people do ultras and they do crazy things and it's worth it. It's so fun. All right. Well, have a nice day. Be healthy. You know, get out and get some movement. And really, I recommend if you're good, if you're thinking ultra, just sign up. Just get registered. There's so many opportunities. You know, Google your neighbor or your area and see what there is available. And it might be way off in the future. And that's even better because that gives you time to put together a training plan, to visualize your finish. And so it'd be awesome. Just work on that. So been a joy talking to you today um have a good one and i'll get some of the more of those archives up soon okay um yeah. thanks for listening to after the run 
these episodes are raw and unedited. If you'd like to provide feedback on the show, ask questions, or suggest topics you'd like to hear more about in the future, please visit our website, www.aftertherun.com. Thank you.